wreaking havoc. Wreaking havoc. News, interviews, and more. We just wreak of Huntsville Havoc Hockey. Hello again and welcome to another Reekin' Havoc podcast. I'm Tim Lambert. We've got former Huntsville defenseman Peter Sakalis in the slot this week. A couple of re-signings have also taken place in the last few days. We'll get to those later on as well when the Reekin' Havoc podcast continues. The Reekin' Havoc podcast. Got something to say? Put it on a t-shirt or hoodie, or apron, or even an iPhone case. Just go to daddyoscustomtees.com and make it happen. Look through their selection of ready-made designs, or make one of your own. Check out their special hockey designs, too. With Daddy-O's Custom Tees, you can truly have it your way. Look for Daddy-O's Custom Tees on Facebook, follow them on Twitter or Instagram, or go online to daddyoscustomtees.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-O-S, custom, T-E-E-S, dot com. Daddy-O's Custom Tees, they've got your back, or front. Let's go in the slot. This week in the slot, we feature former Havoc defenseman Peter Sikalis. I was able to steal some time with him yesterday. Let's start off, let's just get the the, the Peter Sikalis story. You know, where you're from, what growing up you know that that kind of thing yeah so uh, i'm from acton massachusetts a small suburb uh probably 45 minutes or so uh west of boston um yeah i moved there at a pretty young age um have an older sister she's a year and a half older than me and then my mom and my dad um yeah i grew up there grew up playing um for a travel team um and yeah, fell in love with hockey at a at a very young age, um, and just continued playing all my life. I played four years at Acton Box for a high school, um, and then I did a post grad year at Cushing Academy, which is even further out west than Mass. Um, and then from there, went up to uh, Saint Anselm College in New Hampshire, um, and played four years there. And uh, yeah. Well, um, so I'm going to hit some of that stuff uh, to, to kind of pick out and ask you about. Uh, you say you you played hockey from a very early age. How how old were you when you started playing? Oh, geez, uh, before I can even remember, um, I had to be really young. Actually, <laughs> kind of funny. I did quit when I first started learning to skate. Uh, my dad used to tell me I'd just go to the rink and ball my eyes out. So. Uh, <laughs> He ended up buying me a PlayStation 2 and said if I kept playing hockey that I could have the PlayStation. So uh, signed back up the next day and never complained again. Okay. little bribery <laughs> always helps sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, ever since, just always loved the game. Did you play any other sports uh, growing up? Oh, yeah. Um, before high school, I would play just about anything. Um I was always golfing with my dad. Um, I even played some community at basketball. Uh, in the spring, I played baseball and lacrosse. And then uh, once I got to high school, I had to narrow down to two sports. So I chose hockey and baseball. And then I think always deep down, I knew hockey was going to be my, my end sport for college. So, um, yeah, it's the path I took. So so it was the, the collegiate um aspect that 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 drew you more to hockey than 
than the other sports? Yeah, yeah. I always knew I wanted to play college hockey. I think deep down, and then as I got older, it just got more and more clear that I wanted to. You mentioned that you had a, a sister that was a little bit older than you. Did you were you able to get her out on the street or the driveway to to play hockey with you, or maybe in the backyard or whatever? Um, yeah, she actually played hockey too growing up. She was a athlete probably a better athlete than me um definitely a big inspiration to me and all of my athletics but um yeah no you could find her and i doing anything um i remember one summer it was pouring out and we were just in the front yard playing lacrosse and just having fun um, being silly but yeah no she um she played all sorts of sports, um, ended up playing field hockey in the end. She played Division One field hockey. So, yeah, she was always a big inspiration to me. Oh, okay. Who, who were you? some of your uh, sports heroes growing up? Oh, geez. Uh, I'd have to say my favorite hockey player when I was really young was Ray Bork. Um, and then that, as I got older, Patrice Bergeron came along. I always loved him. Um, and then even baseball, like uh, Jason Baratek, David Ortiz, they were always my favorite. Okay. What well, what was it about those guys that uh, made them stand out to you? Um, I don't know. They were always just contributors to the team. They were doing things that were necessary to help the team win, I guess. Um, uh-huh. And they were always just the hardest probably workers on the team, and it definitely showed. Okay. Um, okay, so you, you, you mentioned you played for Acton Boxborough High School. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say high school hockey is more prevalent up there than down here. Because I, I don't know uh, of any schools down here that have hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say from Alabama, sure. But um, compared to, I mean, probably Minnesota, I think, has the biggest high school hockey um, out of anywhere. And then it's pretty much slowly dwindling down. Now there's so many junior programs and prep school programs that um, more of the top end talent tends to go out that way. Okay. And you mentioned junior programs. You played for the Boston Junior Bruins. Uh, explain to us what junior hockey is. I mean, what what level can we Southern folks equate that to? Yeah. So uh, I did split seasons with the Junior Bruins and um, – Juniors leagues is kind of, it's before college. Um, you're allowed, I think you're allowed to age out at 21 years old or about 20 years old, somewhere in there. And um, yeah, it's just it's somewhere you can play before college to continue your development. Um, it's pretty popular nowadays in hockey to not go into college as an 18-year-old freshman um, just to get that extra year or two of development. And um, it's generally pretty good hockey. Um, it's pretty much only hockey. I think you can do some, like, community ed college courses and kind of keep up with credits that way. Um, but I know it's mostly you wake up, you play hockey, and then you have the rest of your day to yourself. Um, so, yeah, it's a good – I know it's a good route for a lot of people to um, continue their careers. Okay. Now, Cushing Academy, you, you mentioned them. that that's uh, prep school – um, yep. Yep. Prep school. Um, I did that after. So I basically a postgraduate year, you repeat your senior year of high school, just at a, a private school or prep school. 
Um, and that's, that's the route I took. Um, it kept me in school. Kept, uh, I was able to get my GPA up a little bit too. And, um, yeah, got some good ex- exposure to colleges. Okay. Okay. Well, now you played all four years at St. Anselm in New Hampshire. What was your major there? Uh, I was a computer science major and a web design minor. Oh, Hmm. Yeah, a little different for hockey players. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting not to be so surprised now. Um, you know, some of the guys that that we've talked to are going for masters of criminal justice and all over the place. So it's it's starting to be uh, kind of normal to be surprised uh, for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well. We always ask our interviewees how they wound up in Huntsville. So how did how did that go for you? Yeah, um, so I actually, when I graduated college, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to continue or to play or not. So I was mostly applying to jobs throughout the summer and then wasn't really finding or getting anything that I liked um, as the summer went on. I just kind of kept thinking about playing i had in the back of my mind always i think and then kind of out of the blue uh jesse called me uh one i think it was even in like it was pretty late i think it was in september um or even august but he was just like yeah like uh had a little bit of a scouting report on me but not too much um but just wanted to sign me to a training camp contract and said it's basically just a tryout so if you come down and impress then you'll have a good chance to make on the team and everything and i was like you know what why not um took a chance on it and yeah everything worked out pretty well from there did you have any expectations about hockey down here um honestly no if you, if you ask anybody from new england about <laughs> hockey in alabama they <laughs> probably say you're pretty crazy <laughs> um, it's pretty funny when i tell people up here their jaw kind of drops a little bit <laughs> But, um, yeah, as I, I got down there, um, I met up with Mike De Laverne in the airport and he was, he had played the previous year and said that Huntsville was like the place to play. It's so crazy there. And man, was he right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, uh, did you get to, uh, were you a guest of the, uh, the hotel de Tulio, uh, when you got down here or, uh, was everything kind of set up? Yeah, I was able to get right into uh, Madison Landing where we stayed. Uh, but we, yeah, we've had some Christmas parties and stuff at the Tetulio, so I've been there. Never stayed though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you stayed in Huntsville for four years, and um, I, I I stalked you a little bit here on Instagram after we kind of hooked up here. Uh, and your post after those four four years were over, you, you say. Four years, three surgeries, and two championships. So we mentioned the four years, uh, and, of course, fans know about those two championships, but uh, can you enlighten us on the surgeries? I mean, were they hockey-related hockey or, or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were all hockey-related. Um, so my second year, I found out in, I don't know, pretty early on in November or so that I tore my labrum in my left shoulder. Um, and that's an injury that you can play with. Um, so I decided to just continue to play throughout the year. And um, I mean, 
obviously doing that, it kind of gets a little bit worse and worse as it goes on with just wear and tear and stuff. Um, so that ended up being a pretty decent surgery that I had after, uh, the championship that year. Um, and then I came in my third year, which was the COVID year. And in December of that year in Fayetteville, I fractured my wrist in a game. Um, so that put me out for a couple months there, had to have surgery on Christmas Eve. Um, <laughs> Merry and then Christmas. I played. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was always kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I played, when I got back, I played two games and then COVID shut down the season that year, the following week. So that was a little bit of a disappointment, especially the team we had and the guys we had. We were we were pretty set for a good playoff run there. Um, so yeah, there was some disappointment there. And then, yeah, I wasn't too sure what was going to happen after the COVID year. Um, but then we ended up coming back in December and starting late that my fourth year. And um, again, pretty early on in that season, I had the uh, my same uh, labrum tear, but this time in my right shoulder. So again, I um, knew, knew about the injury a bit more and knew I could play through it. So tried to play through it for most of that year. And then um, pretty late in like, I think April, right before playoffs, I ended up fracturing a rib. Um, and then that pretty much shut me down. So instead of going into playoffs, I just had surgery and that was the end. We'll be back with more of the Recon Havoc podcast. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-200-6543. 800-200-6543. That's 800-200-6543. This is Kyle Clark, and you're listening to the Freaking Havoc Podcast. Aside from those two championships, are there any memories you have you have of your time here? I mean, you stayed four years, and so evidently there was something that, that kept you here. But uh, uh, any memories of your time here, or, or anywhere for that matter, you know, a play, a fight, uh, you know, maybe a specific game or something? Oh yeah, the the memories are endless from there. Um, there are probably too many, too many to get too specific in. But yeah, four years there was a really special time for me. Um, I met some lifelong friends. We were a very close knit group, and um, I always enjoyed my time there. I loved being there, um, and definitely made some lifelong friends and lifelong memories that I will never forget. Um, could never forget the two championship nights. Um, my first year, especially that year, that was a pretty crazy year. And 
Um, I don't think many people expected us to go all the way. And just the way we did it, we played all three games and all three series to have our backs up against the wall for most of it and come out on top. It was pretty special. And then even just being in Peoria, we won in Peoria that year. Um, and it was like the town was completely empty. Like we went to this one bar and it was only us. They were probably only open because we were there just stayed there all night. And then we had like a 13 hour bus trip home. Um, and we just, most of us tried to stay up for a lot of it. I don't think many people lasted, but yeah, getting home the next day and then just the parade, the parade was crazy. Um, so that was a good time. And then he had to come back the next year and then still had a really good team. We were still probably just as close knit as the year before um to come back and then we went it at home that year that was pretty special i had my parents down as well so that was always that was pretty cool to experience that with them yeah, yeah. and i guess and of course they always say it's it's hard to repeat and uh so you've got more of a more of a target on your back i guess yeah right exactly was there any team that you enjoyed beating more than others um yeah, I, I mean, I always enjoyed beating Peoria because they were always kind of one of the top dogs of the league and one of the tougher teams to play against. But, I mean, realistically, I always enjoyed beating everybody. <laughs> I just liked winning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Peoria seems to be a popular answer. Um, Peoria and yeah. I think maybe Knoxville, too. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, what about... Maybe a specific player. Was there uh, maybe a player from another team that just really got under your skin? Maybe not dis- distraction so much in the game, but just just really irritated you? Um, no, not so much. I found that, you know, different guys had to play that role of trying to get under people's skin. And I, I tried to never really let that get to me or throw me off my game at all or let me bother me. Um, you know, I always was more concerned about keeping them off the scoreboard and us getting more points than them. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that, the, the Instagram comment I, I mentioned a while ago, you followed that up with, I'm so excited to see what the next chapter holds. So what did that next chapter hold? Oh yeah. So for me, um, came home and was able to get a job as a software developer um, I work at a pretty small company. Um, we help used car dealers kind of inspect and sell their cars online. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. I work from home. Um, couldn't be happier. Um, definitely a little bit nicer on the body too. <laughs> Not as rough. <laughs> now you just have to worry about maybe carpal tunnel syndrome or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get to the section here that I call my puck out of play questions. They're just d- out there, you know. They, not necessary. Yeah. Uh, they're not really. They don't start out as hockey related, but sometimes the answers, you know, bring it bring it back into the rink there. But um, so number one, let, what's your favorite movie or TV show or or maybe streaming show? Oh boy. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull up my Netflix account here. <laughs> <laughs> what's, um, what's on the rec- recently watched <laughs> list? Yeah, right. Seriously. 
Um, I actually, I was just watching one on HBO. Uh, it's called Silicon Valley. Um, and it's just about a, a small tech company that ends up turning into this big business. And it's just, it's kind of funny. It's kind of silly. I'm pretty intrigued because it kind of involves what I do mm-hmm. a little bit as a job. So, um, yeah, I enjoy that one probably right now, I would say. But who knows? I always change. It always mixes up for me. Yeah. <laughs> it depends yeah. on my mood. Yeah. Yeah. I've got so many <laughs> shows I'm trying to, to finish at, and all at the same time myself. So, uh, yeah, I kind of bounce around. Uh, favorite food? Oh, uh, I love me some good steak tips. Steak tips. Mm. Yep. Uh, well done. Medium. Oh, I'm a medium rare guy. Oh, okay. You like them kind of bleeding then. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a medium well, you know. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, favorite music genre, artist, or group? Um, I like uh, classic rock and rap, kind of a little bit of mix there. But, I mean, I'm not too picky either. I do listen to some country every now and again, too. Well, I figured you probably have to to get the country in there because it seemed like a lot of these players like that country music. Oh, yeah, in the locker room. They always play it. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, I don't know, I guess if you're down here, you get a a lot of country. (laughs) Um, Are you much of a reader? Um, A little bit. Every every now and then I enjoy a nice book at the beach or something. Okay. Uh, Have you got a favorite book or author? Um, I'd actually probably say my favorite book as of late was, um, Atomic Habits. It was actually one Glenn gave out to the team one year. I thought that was a really good book. There's some good stuff in there. Hmm. Well, okay. Uh, that's not one I'm familiar with. Uh, just about kind of like your everyday habits and how you can kind of retrain them and use them to just make your everyday life kind of better. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, last but not least here, uh, give us some uh, Peter Sakalis trivia, maybe a, a guilty pleasure that you're not too embarrassed to to let us know about or something that, you know, folks who think they know you may not know about. You. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I use that uh, the PlayStation one as a trivia a lot. Um <laughs> <laughs> Another good one is I got I don't know if you remember like Nickelodeon when they used to do like sliming. Oh stuff. yeah, oh um, yeah. My kids watch that. I've been slimed. I've been slimed by Nickelodeon. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's usually another good fun fact I use. <laughs> so now did they did they have the Nickelodeon night when when you were playing? Uh yeah, yeah. The SpongeBob jerseys. Okay. Oh yeah, those. Yeah, and I, I should have asked you about. <laughs> I should ask you about that because uh, a lot of times I'll, you know, ask maybe if there's a certain jersey that uh, players did not really care much for. And for me, the SpongeBob jerseys, I'm not crazy about because you can't read the numbers on them. Uh, Yeah, right. But uh, and you know, but I didn't know if maybe there was a certain certain jersey night that just seemed maybe to be kind of bad luck. I guess, for want of a better term, than other ones. But, uh, 
I don't know about bad luck. I do know, yeah, those SpongeBob ones were pretty tough, and I love SpongeBob growing up, so (laughs) that's saying something. Um, I do remember our Emoji Night jerseys, too. Those ones were pretty bright and crazy. (laughs) (laughs) When you mentioned the sliming, did you ever get slimed after the, the Nickelodeon night? Oh, no, no. This was when I was way younger. They had a an event at a mall, and I just got, I happened to get picked for some trivia questions. Yeah, and yeah. Won. Well, it was, I was kind of a small event. Well, I was just wondering if maybe you stepped in and said, hey, I've done this before, you know. I'll get yeah, slimed right. again after the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get picked. Thankfully, once was enough for me. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh I appreciate your time that you've given me. Uh, it's It's been a fun conversation. Good luck with your computer geekness um, uh, <laughs> down the line here. And, uh, we'll, yeah, thank you. We'll, we'll, try to get, we'll try to get you back on one of these podcasts here as we go. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck to you with this and everything. And, yeah, happy to talk to you whenever. And this, this Instagram call works pretty well. I was, I was kind of surprised. I know. I've never done this before. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it again. Yeah, absolutely. That was former Havoc defenseman Peter Sikalis in the slot. We've got more. The Recon Havoc podcast continues after this. The Recon Havoc podcast is always looking for ways to improve. Do you have a talent you'd like to contribute to the podcast? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Email us at ReconHavoc at Outlook.com and let's talk. The Recon Havoc podcast. Every 40 seconds, a child goes missing somewhere in the U.S. You can help in the effort to find missing kids simply by donating your car or boat to Find the Children, a nonprofit organization dedicated to returning missing children to their families. Find the Children works closely with national and community agencies and organizations and helps distribute flyers and posters that are directly responsible for recovering missing kids. Your car or boat donation helps protect and recover children in every state and community by Sponsoring child safety and recovery programs. For fast, free pickup, call anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Running or not, your car, truck, van, RV, or boat will be towed away free of charge. Fast, free pickup, plus it's tax deductible. Everyone wins when you donate your car or boat to find the children. Call right now. 800-466-8813. 800-466-8813. That's 800-466-8813. Hey, this is Freak Daddy, the voice of the Huntsville Havoc, and you're listening to the Rickin Havoc Podcast. Forward Gavin Holland will return for the 2023-24 season. He played in 14 total games for the Havoc last year. In his final season at Augsburg University, he was team captain, earning 83 points in 115 games. Tucker Scandleberry also returns as a forward for the upcoming year. He appeared in four games for Huntsville after a trade with Macon last year. He played at Red Deer Polytechnic before going to the Port Huron Prowlers in the FPHL and the Fayetteville Marksman. Single-game tickets are now on sale. Group discounts are also available along with family four-packs for specific games. You can also purchase premium seating, including ice suites and luxury suites, and the new party deck. Season tickets are also still on sale. Go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com and check under the Tickets tab. You can enter to win an opening night VIP experience, four gold tickets till opening night on October 27th, one team signed jersey, and a chance to sit on the bench during warm-ups. Deadline to register is October 6th. Go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com to the Fan Zone tab. Become a member of Chaos Kids Club today. 
Download the Kids Club app for your iOS or Android device or online at chaoskidsclub.com. The Recon Havoc Podcast. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-586-9885. 800-586-9885. 800-586-9885. That's 800-586-9885. Tickets, official Huntsville Havoc merchandise, and more, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com. Visit our website at ReconHavoc.com, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, X, and Threads, and listen, follow, and subscribe to the Recon Havoc podcast on your favorite platform to keep up with the only weekly podcast covering the Huntsville Havoc, the Recon Havoc podcast. <laughs>